This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Badasses, welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. This is Jessica here with my bestie Laurie Wallace. What's up, guys? We want to take a moment, of course, as we always do, just a moment of gratitude. Um, thank you so much. We know your time is very valuable, and here you are spending your time with us. Um, gratitude is definitely a word today. I have this gratitude necklace, Laurie. Mm. I don't know if you saw I've it. I've been scoping it. It says gratitude. Um, Julie Murphy gave it to me for Christmas. and She's it, the um, best. It supports Girls Incorporated. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, great gifts. I love gifts that support causes. Um, And yeah, today we're going to talk about travel healing, which I know for sure is something Laurie is super passionate about. But I actually made up the term. As a whole, um, here at the Badass Ladies Club, we are definitely into travel healing. I mean, it's my, honestly, my preferred method of healing if I had to choose one. Yeah, no kidding. It's also <laughs> Laurie's love language. Travel yeah, is Laurie's love, is my language. love language. Um so I don't know, travel healing is pretty self-explanatory, I feel like um in respect to the fact that like most people really need a break. Yeah. Like a serious break, not a afternoon off or a weekend off, but I was always inspired by this idea of like uh, going on pilgrimage or sabbatical, you know, like where you stopped everything. Mm-hmm. You stopped working. You stopped whatever you were doing in your community. You removed yourself from your family circumstances. You removed yourself from all things that are routine in your world. And you go on a trip. Oftentimes, like, For more than three days. Yeah, for more than three days. Yes. Um, you know, like a pilgrimage is usually like a religious, you know, pursuit that you're going on where you're traveling somewhere to some form of worship um, or a sabbatical, meaning like you just need to step out of your situation long enough to like reconnect with what's going on just for you. Not because you don't want to do the things that you were doing before, but because you can't get clear with what you really want until you remove all these external circumstances for a mm-hmm. minute. Um, and so I was 30 the first time that I left my daily routine for more than seven days. Wow. And it was when I went to Jamaica. Oh yeah. Um, and that lots was a, of our friends went on that trip. Yeah. That was yeah. an epic trip. It was for my 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was 10 days. And I remember how, like scary or like guilty I felt that I was going to take 10 days off of work, you know? Um, and also at the time, like my friends who worked in the same place, like we were all taking the time off work together. I was to say, all of you worked in the same place and you all took it, the time off. It was not a popular decision at my place of work. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Um, but that it was really important and I didn't even know why. Yeah. You know, I... Um, because I had taken vacations and I had gone places for like long weekends or that kind of thing. But what I always felt like was that 
you know, like you go on vacation and you go on excursions and you do tequila poppers and you like have a break, but that you still are exhausted at the end of your vacation. And then you just turn around and go right back to the hustle, you know, like Mm -hmm. there was no, um, connection and there was no rest. And so the first thing that I love so much talking about like healing with travel is this idea of deep rest and what that means. So what does deep rest mean for you? Well, um, as a parent, that would mean that my child is nowhere in my vicinity. (laughs) And I mean, just yesterday I tried taking a nap after I took her to the zoo and I mean, within the first 30 minutes of laying down, it was, mom, I want to wear my Elsa shoes. Mom, can you open these Cheez-Its for me? Mom, can I give you a kiss and a hug? Like as I'm sleeping, I'm like, what? Yeah. Okay. Like it was not an app. Okay. But deep breaths to me, I mean, means like that I have to be in complete darkness in a cave removed from everything to truly give my body, my mind and my soul a break and to just completely be removed from everything safe and familiar, you know, to, um, really benefit from sleep because in my, even taking a nap at my house, whether my kids around or not, like my ears are always perked up and I'm more aware of what's going on and happening. And there's still other things that you can do. Right. I could always like be cleaning. I could always be working on badass ladies club. I could always be doing other things, you know, but when I'm far removed from a situation where I don't have to clean and I don't have to work and I literally have nothing else to do, what else am I going to do but rest? So this interesting phenomena happens when, in my experience, like when you have a longer than seven day break where you're traveling is that it usually takes me and most people I know a good two to four days to get out of that hustle mode where you feel like you should be doing something, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, where you can actually just let it all go and really relax and be fully present with yourself. And in that like two to four day window that most of us need to really step out, there's this thing that comes up where we feel like, you know, we're tired, right? Like we're so freaking tired and that you need the sleep and that you need the deep rest. Well, cause but honestly that, traveling is exhausting. It is. Like, yeah. No matter if you're going four hours or you're driving, you know, right. flying across the world that when you are, for example, at the beach, that you need the deep rest, but that you feel badly for resting because you're like, oh my God, I'm at the beach. Like, I don't want to sleep the whole time, you know? Like, I want to go out and be here. I want to do this. And that there is this, like, permission that we have to give ourselves to do what it is that we need to do in those early days when you're on one of these travel healing breaks. Um, Because the deep rest is where you start to drop into this, like, connection space. Which, when we went to Jamaica was the first time that I had ever been out of my work hustle for more than four or five days that I hit like that day four or day five. And I did just start to naturally like wake up 
with the sunrise, you know, because I was so excited to see what it was going to look like over the ocean, you know, and I could, and I was sort of in a rhythm of a new place. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Jamaica is magical, but anywhere you go, you know, like is going to have its own energetic rhythm that isn't the rhythm that you are used to living in every single day. And when Mm -hmm. you can like drop into that flow, um, some people call it like island time if you're going to the beach or there's definitely like a window of time if you're going into the mountains or you're skiing or you're in a cold, you know, like space. Those daylight hours are so different than the non-daylight hours that you drop into this rhythm of wherever it is that you're going. Um, where you can actually understand that there's a life and a world going on somewhere that you aren't necessarily a part of on the Mm -hmm. daily. Um, It helps you remove all of the circumstances from your experience. And then you can get really, really grounded in like, oh my gosh, I super love this. Or I really thought I was going to love this, but I don't, you know, like um, I remember the first time that I went, uh, paddleboarding, which is funny because I love to paddleboard now. Right. But we were in Barbados the first time we went and I was terrified because the water was so clear that I could see everything underneath me. And I just kept thinking, I'm going to like crash into the coral or I'm going to, yeah. you know, like yeah. hurt myself somehow. Cause I'm way up here. Um, that it was something I really thought I should enjoy. But at the time I didn't enjoy it at all. Like my anxiety was way too high. Um, and then once I got a couple of more days under my belt and I could kind of relax more into the flow, like I started to enjoy it more, you know, mm-hmm. like it wasn't the paddle boarding and it wasn't that the water was so clear. Like I was just an anxious freaking mess mm-hmm. and had to chill out a little bit. So one of the things that I love about this concept of healing now that we're in the business of healing with people is that we can take, you know, people on a journey through this travel healing experience and allow them the deep rest, the ability to not have to think about what they're going to do, where they're going to eat, you know, like how they're going to stay, what that, what comes next, like that holding space for people to have the deep rest that they need and then giving them all the permission for that to look however they need it to. Um, is really, really cool to curate that kind of thing. And we've just been doing it on shorter term trips up to mm-hmm. this point, but there's a biggie coming up soon, you know, where a we're going to be. One. I know it's going to be so great. And I, I feel like Costa Rica is such a healing place oh my gosh, yes. on its own. I mean, how could anyone go to Costa Rica and not just be in complete awe of the beauty, but something speaks differently to everybody. Yeah. Right. So like, I'm not a ghost skiing in the mountains kind of person <laughs> that is not relaxing to me. What? You don't like the cold. I do not like the cold, but you know, I'm not a fan of snow sports. Like I'll hurt myself on a snowboard or skis, yeah. but I love lift tickets. So like I'm the girl that'll just buy the lift ticket (laughs) and just ride the ski lift all up and down and no shame, you know, like because it's so magical. The only way you could get me in the mountains with snow is if there's a jacuzzi. Well, I was just about to say (laughs) because that's the best kind of jacuzzi time when people go to the mountains. It costs a lot of money to like rent 
ski equipment and right. stuff, right? Because those of us in it's Texas expensive. don't yeah. have all that gear, right? Yeah. So I tell Aubrey, like, you spend your money renting all of that gear <laughs> and freezing your ass off and falling on your ass all day long down the mountain. <laughs> I am going to get facials and massages at the spa and I will be sitting at the fireplace at the bottom at the lodge waiting for you when you're tired at the right. end of the day. Um, but there is this energetic vibration that large mountains covered in snow put out that feels really soothing and amazing, but it is really cold. Like, yeah, out about it. Um, I would really love to go to Switzerland one day. Like those little towns in the mountains that look like snow globes. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> but then I would want to jump over the border back over to Italy where it's warm and like, yeah, you know, for sure. There. Yeah. You but know, yeah, what freaks me place. out about the mountains and the snow thing is like driving through that stuff. Oh, yeah. No, it's that freaks me out even during the summer. Like yeah. that freaks me out driving through a mountain. But um, yeah. So I don't know. There's something that like mountains just don't help my anxiety because I feel like I'm going to fall to my death all the time. <laughs> so it's heights. Yeah. yeah. Well, in that we've even talked about this, too, that there's a lot of people that the beach isn't for them either. Right. Because like, they're like, oh, my God, sand is in literally every crevice mm -hmm. of my body. This is annoying. It's itchy. I have to shower all the time it's and humid, I have to. Like, yeah, it's yeah. humid. It's sticky. Your and that's like my sweet look crazy. Your eyelash extensions are going to fall off. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the beach is a, a different vibe. It's no place for vanity. That's no. for sure. But I also really love um, places that aren't traditional vacation spots for mm -hmm. travel healing, too. Because now with the invention of, like, short-term rentals and Airbnb, like, it doesn't matter where you go. You could right. literally you could go, go anywhere. to Ohio or something, right. you know, and find a beautiful place that is nestled up in the woods somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. that has all of the comforts that you need in order to have the escape, you know? So in my opinion, quantity of time is really the most important thing when your intention is to heal with right. travel. How long... Not to say a quick weekend getaway isn't valid and no, worth, you know, totally. you should totally do those things. But if your Love intention is yeah. to heal and actually um work through stuff right and get a clear there is a time that that needs to happen well because of the deep rest yes. conversation you know like that in order to really hear without all of these external factors that distract us from everything from vacuuming the floor to what's going on at kids school to what you need to do on your to-do list with work you know like that pulling yourself out of all of that is really, really difficult. And claiming the amount of time that you're going to take for yourself is really, really difficult. And choosing to spend the money to do the thing, you know, like is really, really difficult for a lot of us to give ourselves that gift. Mm -hmm. But the longer you can remove yourself from that situation, then it gives you a lot of clarity and perspective and this ability to shift with a lot of confidence mm -hmm. because there's so much guilt and shame in doing what we need to do to take care of ourselves. So much guilt and shame in having the deep rest and saying, yeah, you know what? This thing about my life is not working for me anymore because we feel really obligated to everyone and everything. And we are always willing to put ourselves on the back burner 
for the sake of these things. But when you remove all of these things and you get really, really quiet and clear with what you actually need, it's harder to ignore yourself. Mm -hmm. And you start to lose this facade that it's good for you to put yourself on the back burner for everybody else's perspective. Like it's hard to maintain these codependent behaviors when you remove all of the noise and you can get into a space where you see, especially, I think that's why I like Central America so much is because the lifestyle there is so different than what we're all hustling with out mm -hmm. here in North America. That they are on their own time right. and it's- It awesome. don't matter that you have a schedule or an agenda to stick to. Like they give zero fucks about <laughs> your schedule or agenda. Like everything operates yeah. on a different timeline. And it's way more about being present in natural spaces and appreciating the beauty of the planet and of relationships and of people and of food and of, you know, like the things that all humans have appreciated since the beginning of time and the things that humans will appreciate long after this weird civilization that we're all in <laughs> is gone, you know, like yeah. that. And natural environments, I think, are so healing. Like if you even just look at something like the tides in the ocean and how there's like low tide and there's high tide and how different things are at low tide versus high tide mm -hmm. and that it shifts with the phases of the moon and that you can look out into January, 2025 and I can tell you what the moon phases are gonna be and when the high tides are and the low tides are and how that creates a mood or a vibration that everybody that lives anywhere near a beach could talk to you about pretty accurately, you know? You can't help but fall into that rhythm. You are also an organic being of this earth that was made to flow with that. You can try and ignore it. Mm -hmm. You can try and work against it. But the longer you spend in that connected space, you realize that you are part of it. And that that is so healing. Yeah. Like it removes so much of the drama and the fuss from all the things that we think are so important. Like none of that shit is important. Yeah. What's important is that you are part of the whole. It happens to like when people go like to the redwoods in, Cal in California mm -hmm. and you're present with these like trees that have been around. Yeah. And they look eons, like there's something know? out of a fairy tale yeah. book because you're like, how could anything grow out of the ground this enormously? And how like, insignificant is yeah. whatever stupid notification that's going off on my smartphone right? versus the wisdom of this living being that has been here for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years, you know, like that it just puts so much into perspective that you are part of this living, breathing planet that has a natural way of things um, that we are really quick to ignore. It's so cool to like, yeah, when you're removing yourself and, you know, the notifications, the company meetings, the just daily bullshit that a lot of us have to put up with um, and that you realize you're just like part of this cyclical yeah. environment um, and that you are a child of this universe, um, part of this big universal picture that like the world keeps spinning if you don't answer your phone right and it's okay and it's fine 
Yeah. It's so profound in this conversation about travel because, you know, so often I think that people want to go somewhere because they're trying to like escape the hustle of their lives, right? That that feels really stressful. And the idea of like going on a trip sounds really easy Mm -hmm. and just like less stress in general, but it's not because of where you go. And it's not because you're at an all-inclusive resort, you know? And it's like, yeah, it's nice to not figure out what to eat for dinner and do dishes every day, you know? And yeah, it's nice to go swim under a waterfall and, you know, like go check out a cenote or whatever. But what's really, really nice is to have the time and space available to connect. And the first thing that most vacation spots are are some sort of natural phenomena or beauty that we're there to appreciate in one Mm -hmm. way or the other. Um, and this idea that like, there's no expectations of you besides just to exist. Yeah. And that whether we realize it or not, we feel a lot of pressure to perform or to be at a certain place by a certain time or to achieve something in some window of time. Um, and like, Trees don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, grass doesn't struggle to perform like a blade of grass next to it. Like it just grows or it just dies, you know, like and that that's all we are supposed to be doing either, you know, right. is just like growing and evolving and becoming whatever it is that we're going to be, that there is no thing you're supposed to have done or achieved. by Right. Anyone. And I think that that is really important to say is that we're talking about taking these long trips to heal, but also if you take a long trip and literally all you do is rest. Perfect. Great. Yes. You know, that like you don't have to come out with this big profound like, you know, oh my God, my life has changed because of this one thing that happened while I was out of the country. Like if all you do is leave for 10 days and all you did was sit on the beach Awesome. That that's exactly what your body needed. Yes. And if that's what your body is telling you, then listen. Well, and a lot of times, and I, I guess I should start with like, I travel or have traveled a lot that it's, um, so often the things that I take away from a trip, I don't realize until years after I've come home. Mm. So, I can look back on trips now, all of which did not turn out any way that I thought they would. Every trip I go on is like completely different than the, what I intended it to be. Um, but years later I can look back and be like, Oh, this is what I learned from that trip. And it was not at all what I expected to, I would learn from it. Um, which is why it's okay. If you think all you did was just sleep and sit on the beach, like, cool. That's, That on these cellular levels where we are just being a part of these natural environments and existing is enough for us, Mm -hmm. that there's powerful healing happening in there, even if your addicted to achievement human brain can't figure out what that is. That's kind of the whole point, right? Right. Like that there isn't like an end zone or a finish line that you get to where you're like healed, you know, right. (laughs) Um, And that they build on one another. Yeah. So now, and I think this is maybe true of consistently going back to the same place. Um, Like every time I go to Costa Rica now, 
I build on the trip that I was on before that. And that sometimes, especially in tropical environments, that has a lot to do with like what season it is. Cause I've talked a lot about this last year. Um, and I guess it was August of 2021. We went in rainy season and boy, was that a different experience, you know, than when we've been there in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And so the healing that happened in rainy season was like intense and cathartic, you know, in a lot of respects. But while I was there and in it, like there was a lot of not comfortable parts of it, you know, like, right. Because you're not like frolicking in the sun on the beach. You're like, Trapped, trapped under, uh, in the yeah. I mean, I say trapped. I was trapped in a hammock under a palapa while it rained. So worst ways to, <laughs> right. you know, experience a rainstorm. Not the worst way. But the way that I've explained it to so many people is like when it's raining that many hours a day, like there's no running from whatever's happening on the inside. Ooh, yeah. Like you can't, um, yeah, there's just not a lot to distract you anymore. And it all ends up coming out in one way or the other. So I feel like the ideal amount of time to be gone a year is 10 days. And that would be if, like, if you had a week paid vacation, you know, like, and again, I was doing this in my 30s. I guess I was 29 when I was planning the trip to Jamaica when we went for 10 days. I'm not going to hold myself to this, but guys, I'm pretty sure I made like $11 an hour. Like that was about how much money I was making mm-hmm. when we planned a 10 day yeah. trip. Um, and it was not comfortable financially. And it was definitely like a stretch where when I decided to go on the trip, I was like, I have no effing clue how I will pay for this. And I'm sure when I get home, I'm going to be financially strapped for a while because of it. And that is okay. And that was a really big like leap of faith for me to like, I think we started with plane tickets and I just bought the plane tickets and I was like, well, shit, now we well, have to find now a place we're going. to because we're going to be there, you know? Um, and that, that process, I remember once we got to Jamaica and I had already paid for the trip and we took cash with us, you know, like to spend And it wasn't nearly as much of a stretch as I thought it was that that was my first recognition of like, oh, all I had to do was decide that I was going on the trip Mm -hmm. and take the first action towards making the trip happen. And then everything kind of fell into place. And I still couldn't tell you how I paid for it or how I got the time off approved or how all of that worked when I made $11 an hour. Like it wasn't a cheap trip, Um, but it worked and I did it. And that after that, Every trip I went on after was exactly the same way. Even when I was going to Greece, you know, like I was just like, okay, I've decided I'm going and this is, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And yeah, this is tens of thousands of dollars, but okay, you know, like let's do it. It's also how we've kind of pulled together badass retreats and done the Costa Rica trip, you know, like, so all of these things are just based on deciding that this is something that you're going to do and something that you're going to have. And just like every other decision, the universe kind of aligns things in place so you're able to do the thing. Mm-hmm. What's your experience been with that? Well, 
as an adult, the only place that I had been where I was far removed from everything was when we went to Costa Rica mm-hmm. in February of 2020 <laughs> before the world ended. Um, before that, it was like Jackie and I going to Mexico when we were 19. Okay. Um, so I am not as well traveled because most of my adult life was taking like little weekend vacations to New Orleans, which I'm still down to do. Anybody want to go? I'm there. Um, You've had some big shifts in New Orleans. Like, I have. New yeah. Orleans is a very like New Orleans feels like home to me. Mm-hmm. Even though I would never live there, when I go there, everything's very familiar yeah. and like it, it, that. Not every trip to New Orleans for me has been like getting drunk on Bourbon Street. It's <laughs> right. been learning about history and spirituality and witchy things right. and like things that are the dark totally arts. My vibe. Yeah. yeah, like um, so I have grown a lot in New Orleans. Um, But yeah, that Costa Rica with you and Aubrey was the first time that I would say as an adult that I completely removed myself from everything familiar, uncomfortable. And um, that like, yes, I was there with you and Aubrey. um, But I also was like going through my own thing and it's really weird when you go on a trip with like a married couple and like you're just kind of hanging um which you guys were so great and like didn't make me feel like have a history of people crashing that's like that's not the first time we've laurie and aubrey have like a lot of experience (laughs) with like you know traveling with people or like just being with people in that respect but um that the fact that I didn't have my own like person there and that you guys also were there to allow me space to do what I was going to do. And, um, not that I ever did anything alone. You guys were with me every step of the way. Um, it just, it was a different experience not being there with like my own significant other or like if it were just you and me without Aubrey, that would have been a totally Totally different, different, you know, vibe or, you know what I mean? Like it was a very, it was like my favorite vacation that I've ever been on for sure. Because as an adult, I had just never explored that part of the world. I had never taken that much time away from work or home. And that was my first big trip out of the country without my child. You didn't ever have a passport before that. I didn't even have a passport. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because when I went to Mexico when I was 19, all I needed was my birth certificate and I didn't even need a passport. So it was a very growing experience and figuring out... Like, um, that's like kind of where Badass Ladies Club was born Mm -hmm. in a way, um, even before we knew what it was or, you know, anything like that. We decided to do it. Yeah. We decided that we were going to do something and just you and Aubrey, like showing me around and showing me this part of the world, like just the shells 
<laughs> alone. Like when we went shell hunting, yeah. you know, and like we found the unicorn shells right. with the, that I didn't know that these things just, which sounds so stupid, but I didn't know. How would that you know? Yeah. These like, things yeah. just exist yeah. in nature. And then it's, if you it, go to a different beach in a different part of the world, you won't see unicorn horn shells right. on the beach there, yeah. you know, like that, that is, um, it's specific to this region of the world right. and you know, that, or alligators right. in, on the beach, you know, like that, that's right. kind of a Costa Rica thing. That like, they're like, <laughs> Oh, don't go down there. You will be eaten by alligators. Right. Okay. Um, you know what I remember so much about that trip for you was just the enormity of you choosing to go, even though everything at home, it meant that somebody was going to have to like keep up with Adelaide. Like you were going to have to get off the schedule with, you know, like right. where's my kid going to be while I'm gone. Right. And then there was also like the work part of it where you're like, nope, I'm going to be off of work these days. And so, and like that there was so much, um, and that literally two weeks later I left again to go to LA. Right. And like, but the traveling part of it, like that you had to yeah. claim that time for yourself mm -hmm. to do that. First time I had done that. And that that was uncomfortable. Very. And that you had to require that your support system around you step in and support you while you were going to make this trip and do what you needed to do. Because to your point, there's so much shame in taking care of ourselves. Totally. So when I look at my entire family and support system and say, I'm going to do this alone. Mm -hmm. None of you are invited. Right. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Adelaide's not invited. Yeah. None of you are coming with me. I'm just going to go with Laurie and Aubrey mm -hmm. to this place of the world I've never been before. And we're going to see what happens. Like, and have fun. <laughs> But then fast forward, okay? Yeah. A couple of years later, you're going to be gone twice as long than you were on that other trip. It was so much easier this time yeah. for you to claim that for yourself. Yeah. Because I had done it once and what a transformative experience it was. And it's an experience I'll never forget. Right. And if you look at 2022 collectively, you're planning on being gone a lot more than you've ever been gone in ever. a year, you know, like, yeah. um, yes, to facilitate travel healing with other people, but also for your own experience, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I guess that's one thing that I love the progression of with this conversation about travel is that, you know what, that was 14 years ago that I went to Jamaica for 10 days. But I don't remember the last time I went on a vacation and wasn't gone for less than two weeks. You know, like we, three weeks is what we did a couple of years ago. We're going to be gone for a month, you know, like a full 29 yeah, days, I think. Are, yeah. um, that it gets easier to take the longer sabbaticals. And, you know, I've got a lot of flexibility because I don't have the kids and all of, but there's plenty of people that do that shit with their kids, you know, right. where they're like, oh yeah, we're going to be gone for two months and we're going to yeah. travel through Cambodia and do, you know, like that there are no rules to how you do this. Like everybody's going to do it differently. And it is such a transformative experience to remove yourself from all of your comfort zone. I love doing that in these isolated bursts and then coming home. But some people do it and like move for a year somewhere yeah. new, you know, and it has the same effect where it shakes up so much of your perspective about where I am and what's going on and what's the vibe here. And, you know, like getting sucked into a new environment that you're free 
to change. Mm -hmm. You're free to shift. Mm -hmm. Um, So something else about this episode that I wanted to get into is just like all the different kinds of trips that you can take, you know? So if you're looking at Costa Rica with Badass Ladies Club, like we're doing yoga and breath work. And that those are our primary healing offerings, you know, like that you're able to participate in if you want to, but don't have to, if you don't want to, we've got lots of other healing things that are going to be available for people that want to participate in them. But like going on a yoga retreat in Costa Rica is pretty commonplace, Mm -hmm. you know, like lots of people do that. It's easier to commit to getting up for sunrise yoga and being present for sunset yoga every day when you know that you can nap for three hours in the afternoon, if that's Mm -hmm. what you want to do, you know, like, and that your whole focus could be on developing a consistent yoga practice. Mm -hmm. And that if you did that while you were out of town on your trip, that maybe it would be easier for you to implement part of that into your daily life, you know, bring part of that peace home with Mm you. Um, One thing I have never done before, but I'm like pretty committed to figuring out a way I can do it this year. Ayahuasca. No. no. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know they about do ayahuasca. They do that in Costa Rica. They do that in Costa Rica. Um, and I actually have a friend who works at a retreat in Baja where they yeah, do it too. Yeah. Um, I don't know about ayahuasca. You know what my real problem is with that? I am a fan of plant medicines. Uh, but there is a lot of vomit involved in yes. ayahuasca from what I understand. And I am not a fan of the vomit. And so I have a client that's done it a few times. Yeah. And how much did she throw up? A lot. Yeah. And I understand the spiritual uh, perspective of why that's helpful to purge. Not a fan. Like, yeah. You know, um, from what I understand with ayahuasca, that it helps with people who maybe have trauma and like develop depression. But if you have like a clinical chemical imbalance, it's not as helpful. So like my client has like clinical imbalance, Mm -hmm. depression. Um, but she was like, yeah, so it's not for me. I'm like, you've tried it so many times and you're like, she's like, well, I just keep on trying. So anyway, I will also say this about ayahuasca or iboga or any of, yeah, like any of the plant medicines that are like trendy to go out and try in that respect is, so maybe you sound like a spiritual snob for saying this. I have no challenge getting into that state without any plant medicine, Mm -hmm. working through intuitive healing and connecting to my guidance. Like a lot of these um, experiences that people have on those medicines, I'm having... In I think regular shamanic drumming yeah. and breathwork meditations, you know, and that if I can get to that space where I am activated in that healing and working with my inner healer in such a profound way without the medicine and the vomit, then I'm <laughs> a fan, you know, like <laughs> I would rather not throw up. Uh, no, what I was going to say is I really want to go on a meditation retreat. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to start, I mean, the the achiever in me is like, I'm going to go for a 10 day trip, but I don't, maybe that's a little much. Like maybe I should start with a 48 or 72 hour style meditation retreat. Um, just because I know how helpful personal practice has been for me, but like we've talked about before, 20 minutes is about my max. If I can hang for 15 or 20 minutes, man, I feel amazing. Mm -hmm. And there are days that I can do that two or three times a day, you know? So I guess if you add it up, then it's an hour, you know, that I'm doing it. 
But having a space or a container held for you where you're able to, it's easier to do that for longer periods of time with other people who are also doing it, you know, like collectively your vibration gets higher. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to go to some type of meditation retreat. I think that would be awesome. Um, I'm down to see how much of a shift that creates. And then kind of like we were talking about with the yoga retreat, I wonder how much it will change my practice at home once I've been exposed to that, you know, and like expand into that Well, because what I think is so interesting about that perspective with whether it's yoga or meditation retreats or whatever kind of retreat you go on is that the scary thing for so many people going on vacation is, oh, I'm out of my element. I won't be able to Mm -hmm. go to the gym. I won't Mm -hmm. be able to. And then it's like when you come back from vacation, you're like, oh, well, I just really loved the break. But doing retreats like this, it almost like helps get you in like a routine of doing that kind of stuff. Which is a great segue into like the difference between a vacation and a retreat, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, because... I have been on plenty of let's go to Mexico and get wasted and party style vacations. And those are fun, you know, (laughs) or a like my girl's getting married. So let's go throw down and drink mimosas and go to the spa and have a party weekend, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so I love that style of vacation. And that is also the style where I come home exhausted dehydrated yep (laughs) maybe a little low on serotonin and a little bit (laughs) depressed from all of the like substance you know like parts of it um that it's great memories it's great material for the can remember shit after that it's what we have photos for nowadays (laughs) i guess um but the, the older i get you know the more i know that those times are like one great night out, you know, or like one awesome weekend out. Um, What I want to commit my travel time to and funds and efforts and energy are these trips that are more like a retreat where it has the deep rest incorporated. It has a component of like me getting really connected to myself. Mm -hmm. Or if it's about Aubrey and I. Because it's an investment in you. Yeah, like getting really grounded in my marriage or with my spouse. Like I know a lot of uh, people after they have children, they're like, oh my God, it's so important to like go on a trip with your husband and like get reconnected and like have time just to work on a relationship mm-hmm. or there's definitely people who like go on trips with their families or their parents, you know, like that it's more of a like reconnect with the family kind of thing. So these are different kinds of trips that you can go on. Right. But what's important is that it has that connection aspect and the ones that I find that are the most helpful for me are the ones where I can really connect back to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Doing the retreats for Costa Rica, and then we've obviously got the retreats in Southern Oklahoma that Mm -hmm. we've been doing. Or wherever you guys would like to book. I was just about to say, (laughs) I just started working with somebody a couple of days ago on a custom retreat um, for sisters that all live in different places. And we're looking at different places that they can go where they could all meet together. Um, 
we're looking at like perhaps Sedona or maybe in Taos, you know, mm-hmm. where we can find a really beautiful Airbnb, private chef, get us a masseuse and an esthetician maybe and have like a spa style feed your soul, feed your body, you know, like feed your spirit kind of retreat. Um, it wasn't until I started planning travel for people like this that I realized how stressed out people get planning travel. Like, it's just something I do so easily and mm-hmm. it's fun for me, you know, like that I didn't realize that like people are really stoked about the idea of having somebody curate an experience yeah. for them, you know? Um, so yeah, it can be whatever you need it to be. But I think what's most important is just that you recognize that you deserve it um, and that nobody else is going to do that for you. Mm-hmm. Like you're the one that's going to have to decide that you deserve and can have the time. And that once you start to claim that, then you do want to do it consistently because you see the impact that it has on your life. And that it's not about escaping your job or your children or the house cleaning all of those things benefit from you having time to stop and reconnect. The only time it will not benefit all of those external things is if those things are so toxic to your stability and happiness as a person that you come home and decide that you don't want to do that shit anymore, you know, Mm -hmm. which sometimes happens, you know, like, um, and I know I was going back through, I really love, I like to write and journal all the time anyway, but especially when I'm gone and on a trip, words just come out of me easier when I'm that far removed. And I can go back to some of the very first trips that we took to Costa Rica nine years ago and see how I was telling myself then that I need to spend more time there, that I'm more creative there, Mm -hmm. that if I'm ever going to like write a book or do one of these things that I always talk about wanting to do. It's going to be because I'm removed from my daily hustle enough that I can actually like focus and do that. I didn't listen right away. (laughs) You know, like it took me years and many trips to keep building towards that. Well, that's why like our friend Julie Murphy, for example, who I was talking about at the very beginning of this episode, she is a writer. She goes on writer's retreats all the time. Whether it's just her and a couple writer friends, like by choice, where they rent a cabin in the woods and all they do is sit on their laptops all day and eat pie together. That's a thing they do. I don't know. But they eat pie together and they write their books all together. Or like she just got back from a writer's retreat where you could bring a plus one. So she brought her husband with Mm her. But it was at, I may butcher this, Casacova. Um, in Mexico. Okay. And it was like curated by some sort of fancy person who curates these fancy writers retreats. I love it. At a place that's like 11 grand a night Ah! with private chef and your own private little, you know, it's like all one house, but you have your own like your own space. space. Um, and your own hammock and your own, like she showed me pictures and I was like, well, talk about goals. No doubt. And she was like, oh, we're going to do it again. You better believe it. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, but not for writers, like for, for friends. Fun. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah. And that, I haven't even shown you that. I need to show you that Instagram. I need to see this. Yes. Yeah. Um, that there, there are, there's a demographic for that. Yeah. I love it. That there are lots of 
uh, creative jobs where people have to remove themselves yes. from their daily hustle in order to do it. Some of the best writers in history disappeared for years right. to go somewhere and write a book, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, I feel that, uh, I feel that urge coming on when I yeah. vanish and you don't know where I am. I'll be writing my book somewhere. I'll be looking all over Instagram, <laughs> all over the retreat websites and being like, where is she? I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> So if you guys have never been on a travel retreat or sabbatical kind of thing, like today might be the day that you start daydreaming about that. Um, Love that. Yeah. And you don't even have to actively plan it. Just like set the intention that you'll have it. And if you did have it, where would you go? Ooh. And what would you do? Thailand is still on my list. Oh my gosh. We're so going to Thailand. And Greece. Um, and Which you've done Greece. To Greece. But yes. There's yes. plenty of Greece that I did not see. Yes. Um, but just imagining it and calling it to you and claiming that you're going to have that time. Even in respect to like, I mean, when I started planning Greece 14 months before we went, you know, like, so go ahead and pick a birthday that is a ways out. I'm, I'll be 44 in July and I'm already kind of cooking on my 45th birthday, you know, like what will I do to celebrate that? And it'll be amazing. Like when you claim what you'll have that far out in the distance, things will start to happen that will allow you the path to get to where you're going. And if you don't feel like they are, then DM me and let me see if I can help you with that. Yeah. Because this is one of the things that is just a natural uh, talent that I have is helping people get to their dream. She uh, really, it, you do. You have a knack for it's, it's a weird thing. finding the travel stuff. Um, and I did butcher that. Sorry, guys. That was Casa Coco. Got it. In Punta Mita, Mexico. Sign me up. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, again, we want to thank you for taking the time to hang out today. It means so much to us when you are interested in what it is that we're talking about and who is not interested in healing via travel. Sign me up. You guys have a badass day. We'll see you on your next retreat. Bye, guys. Bye.